Because you see what ha- happened was. this rock to the moon. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Who is on intro? Who is on intro? Who did that? Who did Bruh. Go face guy. This guy intro the us. And the finger. Welcome, 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 one and all, ladies and gentlemen of all ages and all the ships at sea, to the Black Tower podcast. We are a Wheel of Time podcast dedicated to the Ashiman of the Black Tower and all other entities in the Wheel of Time. I am one of your probably insane hosts daniel your amon khan mahail and i am joined by my other two illustrious and probably insane hosts i'm not mad not yet light burn me not yet (laughs) but i did just look over and i have a fresh bottle of sailor listen right here this is the oh my god oh ASMR with the Black Jesus Tower podcast. Uh, I'm even going to put it in my beautiful BTP Frosty mug, which is old. And that's why it looks like that. Oh, I forgot you had one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounded a lot more sassy than I'm and, uh, I am your Sorbon Hail so Josh. I love it. Bringing you this moment of BTP Tainty ASMR Taint SMR, and uh, we're about to kick it live. I was gonna ask oh, something, but I, I I'll wait. <gasps> I did the perfect pour. I want I'm him to have to answer it later. Was it the perfect pour? I love how, like, just absolutely full of oil your glass looks right now. Right? <laughs> it's a tainty glass. Oh, yeah. It's literally like, the Dark One's taint, just chilling in your BTP. Yeah, yeah. This is the, this is the OIF personified. Pure Sidene. Mm-hmm. But the BTP Frost Mug has pure taint. Yeah. Anyway. I'm your sassy Mahale, the Bajon Mahale. I'm, my name's Andrew. Yes. I don't have anything fancy to do. I already opened my drink. And that's that's Josh's gimmick. Aww. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll and do again, my stuff welcome, later in the episode. Indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the Black Tower. We actually have a very special episode here today. In fact, we've had a number of special episodes recently, uh, and it has been very, very fun. So we wanted to keep the party going with one of our favorites. We have a guest tonight uh, to join us at the Black Tower to talk about tonight's uh, topic. Uh, The one, the only Beth Doman joining us from the deck of the spray full of ice peppers 
Uh, Beth, why don't you introduce yourself to the the folks at home and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where they can find you. Okay. Hi. I do yes! Dolman. That's going to be the expense of my Ileana <laughs> accent tonight. <laughs> she do be I do be Beth Dolman. Uh, I am an OG. Willow You're not an fan. original. Not OG online you? community. <laughs> I started reading The Wheel of Time in 1991. Be quiet, you. I'm going to mom voice you right now. Oh, uh-oh. I do have that talent with a capital T, mom voice. Hey. <laughs> so, that Let's be honest, said, that cannot be taught. That cannot so be taught. it's a capital T it, talent. It is acquired. Uh, it, is, it is in, or not acquired, it is ingrained in my DNA. Um, but anyway... As is the RBF that you might see me having if you watch us on YouTube. <laughs> there might be RBF going on at some point, and I apologize for that. Yes, 100%. 100%. That was perfect. You know why? You know why she has RBF? Why? Simply she's the I'm simply the best. <laughs> Thank you, Delusions of Grendel, for giving that. Uh, it was amazing. That was last year. It was last year, Walk. I was yeah, there it was amazing. when that was coined it was great yep sorry yeah. okay. continue so um i'm an og wheel of time fan i started reading the books in 1991 when i was 17 years old i was a senior in high school uh so when i first started reading the books i was the same age as the characters they were my best friends i was a definitely a nerd before being a nerd was cool um <laughs> so yeah the it, it has been part of my life for yeah. 32 years which Hell is yeah. really scary to say because um, I'm sure that, that some people listening to this <laughs> aren't even 32 years old. And my children aren't 32 <laughs> years old. Right? <laughs> Andrew's, I know Andrew's looking away because I know Andrew's not 32 years old. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I've still got a few months. <laughs> and then I'll be there. Um, what? Oh, God. Yeah. I'm so old. November. I you have are, a fine wine. That's all I Yes, you I'm are. I'm a fine wine or a really nice aged, like, I don't know. Ice pepper. Exactly that. I don't think they age well, but anyway, okay. Um, hey, they do if you ferment them. They, true. And they taste delicious fermented. Um, maybe. I don't know. I have never tried one. But um, I have tasted the taint twice and survived it and enjoyed it. But well, apparently Josh and I both have to eat a pound of ice peppers. Andrew got out of it by rolling around naked in nettles. But, Finish your uh, intro, Daniel. Uh, Josh Shush. and I both owe. <laughs> y'all right have now. a quantity to okay. what you have to do. So um, as far as like Wheel of Time content goes, you guys can find me. I recently became one of the co-hosts of Tavern Talk on Sunday nights for The Way of the Lead. So you can find me every Sunday doing random deep dives about stuff pertaining to the books. Um, other than that, I am a... Hey, that's what we're doing today. Yes, Wait. yes. Um, other than that, uh, I stream live on Twitch four nights a week she just became an affiliate the other day it's awesome and um about probably about a month ago now and um and yeah so i stream video games i'm a huge video gamer i've been playing video games since 1983 maybe like donkey kong pong (laughs) pac-man like i remember going to the arcade with my allowance and my money in the arcade i wish we still had go to the electronics store a little bit 
Silo? No, because okay. I don't think that okay. was probably regional. Um, but um, I can tell you <laughs> that um, I remember getting an Atari 2600 and yes. Pitfall. Uh, have you ever been to this? Oh my God, Pitfall was and amazing. And playing Oregon Pit, Trail. Have, have I did die of dysentery. Really? <laughs> have you ever gone to this really old like electronic store called like? <sighs> like oh my God, yes, I did. <laughs> I bought my first <laughs> cell phone at Radio Shack. Okay, I did. Um, but uh, I'm not actually young enough to be able to say the phrase that I just said. <laughs> And because I've been to Radio Shack a number of yeah, times. Um, I am, a, like I said, a huge video gamer. I normally stream um, story RPG, action RPG content. Um, so my latest finished game that I did was Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is yes. like the second best so Star Wars good. game I've ever played. The only one that's better than that is KOTOR from 2003, Knights of the Old Republic. The original oh, yes. Darth Revan As is amazing. And um, yeah, so I actually, and so YouTube today made an announcement that they have changed their requirements to get YouTube partner status. And you only need $500. (laughs) And they've cut, they've cut their, their hours viewed by like 25% for certain things. So I know. Right. So I have 102 followers on YouTube right now. I have not been plugging myself hard on YouTube. I've been uploading shorts of like clips that I've well, done. Well, that's why you don't have Very as many followers. You just need to plug yourself on YouTube. No, so I am going to start my, I think what I'm going to do, and if people want to tell me if this is a good idea or not, this okay. is the first time I'm vocalizing it, is um, a couple nights a week. I also love to play Overwatch and Fortnite. I'm obs- I'm currently obsessed with Fortnite because I've Do never played it before. It's been out for several years, but the building, no, because I've been playing Fortnite for four weeks, so literally four weeks, and um, they have this new feature, no build, so I don't have to build shit. I don't have to like build a ramp or building. That's been around for well, a while, whatever. Yeah. I found it. No, no, like... no. It's sorry. That was not me <laughs> no, trying I know. to be like, oh, that's been around for a while. But like, yeah, so, no, it's a good feature that they introduced yes. a while ago that most people were like, yeah, why was there ever building in the first right. place? So the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, so um, I am obsessed with Fortnite right now. As a matter of fact, my streaming overlay right now is a nice. Fortnite inspired overlay and it is a llama, like a llama unicorn that is like so freaking cute but anyway a llama corn yes exactly so i my my game plan is to like stream like fighting games or like you know royal rumble overwatch and stuff like that on twitch yeah, i was gonna say fighting to keep... games or yeah they are totally my that's my son's category. jam that's not my jam that's my son's jam like overwatch Fortnite. Combat! Yeah. if i ever get back into like apex stuff like that on twitch like keep that stuff twitch centric but do the story rpg stuff on youtube like stream that stuff three nights nice. a week on youtube and just do like the battle royal kind of easy laid back stuff on twitch well, i don't know i need to think about it i gotta see because i've made a whole gonna, 50 dollars start on twitch out so with this because i'm <laughs> hey, totally professional and totally in advance ask beth to send me links to all of her socials and it's going to be in the description below so 
absolutely go follow Beth on Twitch and YouTube and all her other places uh, because she's super awesome and you need to be awesome. Thanks. Follow her. Thanks. Um, yeah. But uh, that's me in a nutshell. And which, I'm a little crazy. As evidenced by the fact okay. that you're here right now. Same people do not come <laughs> yes. to the Black Tower. And in fact, uh, so Beth was actually the reason that we have tonight's topic because she was like, hey guys, I'm drunk right now at one of the conventions that we went to and was like, I want to talk about some stuff uh, with you guys. And we were like, that sounds like a great idea for a topic for an episode. Let's write that in and get Beth in Dan- on it. Daniel's so telling did, a really nice version of the story. We plan things in advance the, the, now. The really nice version. <laughs> the realistic there version isn't of the another story version is of we the story. Stop it. And the recording that we made that day never saw the light of day because we were all drunk. Yeah. You but were all drunk. Before we get into that, Andrew, what do we got? Uh, who, who are we advertising for today? <laughs> Wow, Andrew, tonight you sound we are like talking Daniel about is so not weird. old. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you say Andrew. My bad. Andrew, what are we talking about? <laughs> Go ahead. You, you do the plugs. I'll... You, you sure? You had it. You were ready. You jumped in it. Go for it. The hair it. has go to go up in a ponytail. It's going to be I one of those. Nights. No, you're fine. The you hair's off. going back. All right, all right. Hold on. I'm hold down. What the hell, guys? I need to pretend to be hold an on. audience member for a bit. It's going hold on. Your your blonde locks are luscious and magnificent. Sorry. Okay, your ad. Who are we advertising tonight? Whoever. Oh, yours is so much better. Tonight we are talking about not old creations. Not uh, present creations, not a week ago creations, but new creations by a certain someone who you may know as Jen. <laughs> she might even be an Aiel. We haven't spoiler alerted, so I'm not going to keep going with that. <laughs> uh, but we are talking about new creations by Jen. Uh, she is awesome. She is a Wheel of Time community mm-hmm. uh, merchandiser, if you will. Uh, she is connected to the from Rob from Weekly Wheel News. Uh, she and he create lots of very fun headlines uh, for Weekly Wheel News and lots of fun and awesome merchandise for the Wheel of Time community, including, if I am not completely incorrect they are actually the ones who make all the frosty mug society uh i know that you can get a couple of other frosty mugs from elsewhere uh based on who it is uh but if you want like the vast majority of the frosty mug society mugs whether it be ours whether it be uh wheel takes whether it be uh you know tanning and tanchico whether it be this that or the other the vast majority of them are available from New Creations by Jen. So if you are lacking in Wheel of Time merch and you want to fix that problem, Correct. go over and see New Creations by Jen. Uh, she will get you hooked up. Uh, you can also go over to our uh, website, blacktowerpod.com, because we also have a 
uh, a separate merch store with Spreadshirt, uh, and you can get some Wheel of Time merch there that is Black Tower podcast inspired. But if you want to get sort of a gamut of Wheel of Time inspired merch, uh, pop over to New Creations by Jen and say. And also yes. the nicest people in the entire some of the world. nicest. People, like I met correct. Jen and Rob at WatCon last year, and just the most delightful, kindest people. And the shirts, Rob, I know Rob designs the logos of the, like, you know, yes. Hinder's Tap Inn, Bed and Breakfast. And I have three of those shirts hanging in my closet. Um, but New Creations by Jen creates those. Intended. And those are, the quality is amazing. The quality of the shirt, the cut of the shirt. They're pretty good. They're true to size, 100% endorse and support. Um, and now... If Indeed. we could, with tonight's theme, but before we get into tonight's theme, Andrew, will you do us the pleasure, nay, the honor of protecting, providing our listeners with, wait, just one? Bruh. Maybe two? Can, what? It's no, three fingers. This is my, I know, but this is my no, button. No, 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 it's the button you. pressing one. <laughs> Yeah, it's the button. Oh, I thought one. it was going to be like three See, fingers. So many, no, no, it's not this one. It's not this one. All right, all right. And I'm going to bring the storm one. with just one finger. Well, not the storm. I'll bring the battle, but. I forgot my own title for a bit. I took Josh's. I can't <laughs> time, even I right now. I can't even right now. Yeah. Oh my but God. luckily, you know who can? Andrew. Our good friends oh. from the audiobooks, Kate and Michael. <gasps> Bring it. That's if two weeks. This thing wants to work. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's because you didn't two finger it. No, it's because Stream Deck is like all about sabotage. Do me a favor, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew, give it up. (laughs) All right, now it should be ready. Just this episode contains spoilers from the entire Wheel of Time series. If you have not read the series. You are at risk of being spoiled. You that, have been those four words. Hey, um, Elgato, oh we 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 don't dislike you, but Josh has had issues with your lights, and I've had nothing but issues. Well, I've had a fair amount of issues with your stream deck. Um, we know you don't listen to like popular streamers That's anyway, true. but you definitely listen That's to niche, uh, <laughs> niche podcasters. How about hey, you fix your fucking shit? I just right? got my <laughs> stream deck last week. I just oh, nice. got a stream deck, so please don't alienate <laughs> She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I slow down. The Black Tower does not speak for Beth Doman. <laughs> I would show I you mine, but the I'm cord's the not only long one without a stream it's deck It's been here? working uh, really well are. for me so far. <laughs> please don't no, jinx in me. In general, honestly, it works really well. I have to remember that when we're recording, though, it seems like if I don't close the Stream Deck application and relaunch it, that I run into issues where it doesn't interface with Voice Mod very well. Because see, that's the thing. I use Voice Mod for my like software side. Yep, yep, yep. That makes sense. Well, Andrew, but have you tried turning it off again and then back on again? Oh my God, are we totally going to reference IT here? Because I can go all day. I mean. They're, they're both Half in the, the show IT. is IT crowd. So yeah. <laughs> Welcome Not to the, the show. show. So, real life. RL. <laughs> IRL IT crowd. Wait, 
Wheel of Time, yes, is that is. some uh, BDSM Far from stuff? It, Jen. Far from <laughs> it, Jen. Okay, so we're going to take a trip back in time real quick. It was, I want to say, it might have actually just been 2022, Jordan Con. April, it was 2022. April 2022. Picture this. Josh April. is cosplaying as the Dragon Banner. It's like a circle. A chicken. Uh, Andrew is cosplaying as an Ashaman warder. And was killing it. Daniel, uh, I don't remember how you were dressed. I'm sorry. Uh, but I don't either. Daniel was you, just you got your Daniel You got yourself right, and the rest you're like, you got me half right, and then Daniel... I'm focusing on the important details right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, myself, yes. We were doing oh, so a, a okay. questionnaire yeah. type... <laughs> Uh, uh, recording where we were going to have a live at Jordan Con. Ask any, ask us anything. Ask an Ashaman, which was a segment that's died, and we're going to have to figure out how to bring it back because it was a lot of fun. And we can't use the abbreviation though, which is A-N-A why I said hashtag Ask an Ashaman. I don't want to use it. Technically, it would be Ask Ashaman. It'd be triple A, which fits. Anyway, and we had this this. This crazy lady comes we're up to AAA. me, and I said, "If you could ask, I mean, Josh might be. the Black Tower anything. <laughs> what would you ask the Black Tower?" And do you remember the question you asked, Beth? To leave. I do. I mean, I know the concept of the question. Well, if you can't, can't do, do it verbatim, because I was inebriated. <laughs> I mean, oh, I have yes. a great idea, and think of this. So, Pat and Fane went into the ways, and Machinchin seemed to be changed after he went into the ways. So, what impact did Pat and Fane have on Machinchin, or vice versa? That is pretty much yes. what I asked. Yes, I think. In and a and we thought this would be a really fun episode to do. And since Beth was kind enough to bring this to our doorstep and we were kind enough to uh forget to talk about it for so long um we decided we'd bring her on <laughs> and especially now that she's an affiliate on twitch congratulations put it with this wee shit right? it was only after i was actually like um mentioned in a tweet with london rivers and i don't really know how that happened but i'm not sad about Why? it that's such an obvious comparison. Com- continue. <laughs> it was only after that, and you guys had said maybe you should be on the yeah. show, and I was like, "Hey, heck yeah!" I'm still waiting. I totally pledged myself fun. to Which be on fun. this episode. I'm not gonna lie; I'm not below self. Did I mention, given how much you plug yourself at this point, <laughs> you and London River have a lot in? <laughs> oh. Nope. No, Do I get a no, triple broken crowd no, for that? No. <laughs> I mean, no comment. Josh might. To be fair, know. I sighed and shook my uh, head because uh, as soon as you said plug. I mean, yeah, I get it. Because I, get I am it. a child in a degenerate. I understand. I, <laughs> I understand. And Josh knows a little bit about that stuff because I was a little inebriated and I shared, I might have overshared a little bit when it came to oh, stuff. Man. But anyway, that being said. <laughs> gonna move oh, on like and i'm here now and I'm here. wait did it flicker flicker did flicker flicker, flicker? flicker, flicker. <laughs> no it only flickered once it didn't flicker enough times wow. for the tweeter of chaos to mention it 
Gotcha. But anyway, that being said, I don't know where I got cut off, but um, all I said was that I might have overshared some stuff with Josh at QuatCon last year. And I mean, we all do, we that. do especially share, with me. Um, oh my God, I need but, therapy. Especially with Josh. With Josh. <laughs> you needed that before people started oversharing with you, Josh. Hey, so cheers, so guys. Here's, so here's the thing we start with. Cheers. Slanja, slanja to you. I don't know what's going on with uh, OBS either, so I had to drop my video. It's completely frozen over there, so. It's a work in progress. We'll but anyway, so we start with. Autumn but that's Bing. okay. Your free trial subscription to the live yeah, recording right. video edition Wait, has expired. <laughs> to continue, uh, please head over to blacktowerpod.com so, and click the Patreon button. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with Pod on Fame, right? Um, in the books, Pod on Fame is the one of, if not the only peddler. I think you kind of get the idea that he's kind of like the only peddler who comes into Emmons Field. Um, pure audacity um, to call him a peddler and he but he's, no, he's the most he's notorious the only one. one no yeah, yeah okay. he is the most consistent he consistently comes to the uh the two rivers <laughs> at least regularly enough that they know who he is they talk about him he he's very ostentatious and people are like sure yeah pot on fane he's great um but he is not the only one they do mention others, but they don't mention them by name, which makes me think that Panon Fane is the most consistent and that others make their way to the two rivers on occasion, whereas he comes a lot. Or I maybe they come specifically to acquire the goods from the two rivers, but they don't bring stuff that's inside. Also, I feel like and like he's kind of like possible. the Dollar Tree or Dollar General or Walmart. The, the Dollar General. Dollar General of for the two rivers. Like <laughs> he they all wanted pins and pots and stuff that he would bring with him. But we know from an off-brand mac and cheese. Right? All kinds of and, stuff, right? Yeah. So I feel like like merchants go there all the time but probably just to acquire wool to bach that does make right? sense because you hear the stories of like um you nynaeve went after a merchant guard for for talking about the um the koreathon cycle right like you hear references mm -hmm. of merchant guards who did things that pissed right. off the people of heaven's field or whatever um and then again, if it's naive, it's not really hard to. Piss and that's off. true, fair. Um, but that, like, being like said, that being said, that being said, like, village. yeah, they weren't. Yes, I think he was probably their, okay. their goods trader. Like he so was he, their person who came, or at least came all well, the way down well, he to also had the field, benefit, right? He also had the benefit of being one of the first, if not the first, peddler to show up in spring. Which True. of course they're doing bell time. They're holding the passing of spring and the arrival, or the passing of winter and the arrival of spring. And there's definitely going to be some just by proxy of when you show up. We like you more, correct? Because if you're here, that means better things. Fair. You know, just because of the proxy association, I think this is definitely part of it. Also, he seems to like to hear himself talk a lot, which means that he likely stays in Emmons Field for a certain amount of time 
to be the one to bring news because he's definitely seems to like the gleeman-esque attention that he gets when he brings news into town and stands in the square and waits for everyone to shut the fuck up and then tells them all about the happenings around the world right uh and so it does seem as i said a bit ostentatious that they know who he is because boy does he stand in the square and tell us stuff like and little did we know no he absolutely does tell us right well and one of the things that i that i find interesting about the situation here is that we know from later on in the eye of the world actually toward the very end of the eye of the world we know that padan fane has been a dark friend his whole life i said yeah for a long time 40 plus years but for a long time Mm -hmm. he's been a dark friend and not only that was but he was a dark friend you were born a dark friend you will die a dark friend and only (laughs) the forsaken will mourn you that he was summoned to the pit of shayogul for a personal one-on-one with the supervisor and uh we know that's what it feels like though (laughs) Why do God. I feel like I need to find my red stapler right now? I feel like Sh- I need to Shidar find my red it. stapler right now. Sh- <laughs> my swing line. Like I, where's it. my red swing line stapler? But <laughs> and if you guys are listening and you don't get that reference, you fail at life. That's all I have to say. Wait, at some point, do we need to take Demandred out back and start yes. beating it yes. with uh, with that is a thing bats and crowbars so, um, and things like that? Okay, cool. We 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 talk about uh, Pot on Fane being a dark friend. Three approximately three years prior to the events of the Eye of the World, he's summoned to Shale Ghoul and told find mm-hmm. these people, and he's messed with. And so you know they, they the dark one changes his physiology. The year prior to the best Beltine ever, quote, quote unquote, he's summoned again, and the dark one is displeased with his progress and is and tells him and, and modifies him again, basically right. amping up the you know abilities that he's been given. And says, find them or else. Well, in this particular case, we know that Padan Fane, after that, shows up for Beltine. He brings the Trollocs with him. Um, he's able to identify the boys almost immediately because now they've become... Now they've their uh, abilities as Taviran, as we discussed last week, the Taviran... Or two weeks ago, rather. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Um, that their Taviran nature is beginning to swell, beginning to manifest, right? And Padan Fane picks them out immediately. So, I mean, do we? Do well, we, we know we don't. I'm, I'm setting foundation because because his because it's his it's his experience and observations and memories that are distilled. And brought down to narrow it down to the three boys from Monsfield that meet the ages and the kind of descriptions potentially of the prophecy. 
I don't I don't think Pat and Fane has any the, well, any inclination that they're to veer in. Okay, that's better. unless something about the dark one or something let it let it fall through or something like that. Because his his job, like he's not given the ability like Suan and like Taim, uh not Taim, uh Loghain to see, to see the, Tavirin. Tavirin, right. He's given an ability to sense where the people he wants to find are specifically distilled into Randall Thor, Matram Cawthon, and Aaron right. Ibarra. So, it is at so the same time though maybe their Tavir nature does like, start. Or that's something else that but. Well, no, it, no, I don't necessarily think it's coincidence. I would, because they make the comment, it wasn't until last year that Pat and Fane looked at them oh, as more than boys. He kind of took an interest in them, like they but were turning into confer. young men. So I think what, right. So what I think Andrew said was right. And my, and that's, and I think that's one of the biggest questions that I have in regards to like all of the back story that's left unsaid is how were they able to narrow it down to Emmonsfield? Like the entire world, you're looking for this one person right that was born on those on the slopes of dragon mount like we know that they've actively been searching for 20 years for rand before we know rand is the dragon reborn but how Wait, did rand is the dragon oh reborn? my gosh did you i'm so sorry to spoil that for you but how does like Not my dragon how so my, my question dragon. is like so we know ishi is kind of released from the prison 20 roughly 20 years Ish, before every yeah. mate every thousand years he's let go about 20 years for about 20 years right so 40 years if he's kind of like orchestrating all of this how do they know pat and fane is the dark friend I, that they need to hone in on to i don't think he's the only one i think, okay. I think there's feelers out across okay across the westlands it may be even further. So do you um, think that's why he went back twice? So there might have been several people brought in one time, but he was brought I, in the second time because of his observations? Yeah. Okay. Because the fact that he was brought in the second time means that even after the first time, the shadow wasn't even sure that it was Amon's field. And okay. choosing a peddler means he's not just covering Amon's right, field. Right, he's covering a large Wherever he travels area. in his trade, he's going to cover. But he's and not going to cover the entire known world yeah. in a so year. So you have others that, you know, peddlers okay. or, or tradesmen or merchants or whatever. This is like kind of like an age old And thing. we like, know that, that there are multiple people who are dark friends because we had Hadman Kandir yeah. and... Okay, I love yeah, that. And that's like well. always been a question that I've been this, asking. This is like, a trope in D&D, right? Yes. Oh, your party needs to find information. <laughs> oh, there appears to be a wealthy merchant in the corner of the tavern <laughs> exactly. just happening to be willing to talk to you. Yeah. Like uh, I think it's the same thing. Okay. So when you bring them all together, cuz the one the dark one, he's going to want more information about what's going on in the world right. than just where's the potential dragon reborn. So he's getting that from all of these different dark friends that are being brought to him and distilled and basically working as just oh my like, gosh. Okay. Freaking like human SSDs for him. I just have to bring this wow. into a military context very quickly because I know we have several veterans here. 
Um, I had a no way. I, I had a top secret SCI clearance yes. when I was in the military. I was military intelligence, and I'm sorry to listen to this. It reminds me of so when you have an SCI, it means separate compartmented information. So I had purview to the things that I knew, but there were other people. Proverbial need to know exactly. I love that. Like, so there's this, mm -hmm. this group of people or this small select group of people who had this, they knew everything, but then you had these other people who had these clearances to know certain things. And then you acquire all this information from different sources. And then all of a sudden you have this huge picture that's unveiled before you. I love that. Okay. I'm done. Fun fact for our friends that are interested but don't really deal with clearances like that too often, the vast majority of clearances, secret and top secret and any other whatever clearances, mm -hmm. yes. are des by design SCI. As, need to know. as to need. need to know. Pretty much yeah. that's what that is. S SCI is just the fancy yep. legal jargon term. Isn't for, it, yes, was I right? Know. Separate compartment? Yep. No, you're, no, you're absolutely right. You're yeah, absolutely okay. right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that was a long time like, ago. Secure compartmented, so, secure compartmented compartmentalized information. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So, yeah, because it's it's part of the acronym for SCIF, which yeah. is just yep. secure compartmentalized information so, facility. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we love a SCIF, don't we? Uh, I fucking hate SCIFs. <laughs> Shut you know up, how many times I had to like, evaluate alarm systems for SCIFs? Not um, a lot. What enough. Getting back to the topic. So we've okay, got, we've getting got... back to the topic yeah. at hand. Sorry about that. <laughs> Padden Fane would have never yeah. made it into a skip. So, the so time we've he got Padden Fane. He, he undergoes his... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with two modifications, right? Like, he's he's had two modifications Metamorphosis. up to this point in the story. We know that he is part right. of the Trollic bands that are pursuing the Emmons Fielders and Moraine and Land into Shadar Logoth. Yes. Oh. You get treated like the Winter Soldier twice. <laughs> Don't! <laughs> that is such a burn. Don't I can't make me feel out. pity for him. Yeah, no, we got it. Is it because his yeah. name is Lucky Burns? But Buckety Burns. No, not, we are not giving right sympathy Dude, it's the most to freaking Patton at all. I am. Woo, woo. Oh, sympathy for the devil. Woo, absolutely. F you. Please allow me so, to introduce myself. Oh my God. The next idol. I've been around for a long, long time. <laughs> yes, that's okay. You can have that one, Internet. I already have my song. Now, now I just want. I already have right, my song. Now I just want the clip of a. For the next Watt Idol, I'm just saying it's, an, okay. it's a one hit wonder from the 80s. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Now I just want a all clip right. of like, you know, the, the security cam footage uh, from uh, Civil War, uh, Avengers Civil War? Uh huh. When uh, the Winter Soldier like murders Howard Stark and his wife. Oh. Just right oh. before you see them on the screen, I want to hear the pad and fane whistle. <gasps> okay, shows up. Look, please oh. do that, please. And then instead please of taking the serum, he just takes like the okay, horn look, of Valir look, out of the trunk and look. leaves. I I need to throw this out here again. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Pot on a free Fade, real estate idea for somebody that's his, way better. His editing entrance in the TV show, <laughs> which is I think, awesome. is one of the most underappreciated, underrated villain entrances in 
modern television. Because you have this, like, he's whistling, he's happy, and all the Half kids come running and out, and he's like, no, sweetie, sticks for you. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Gandalf. They made a Gandalf entrance for Pat on oh Fane. It's terrifying and especially gives so much amplitude to when the Trollocs are murking the hell out of everyone. Ooh. And he's just like, and he, what you're telling me is the difference between Gandalf and, and Pat he just and goes, Fane is just letting goes, people ride on your cart with you. All right, I'm out. And I'm like, dude. And then I'm out. Goes away. So, so we have Let's we have Pot on Fame has been modified. I'm gonna say twice, even though it's basically like Pot on Fame Dark Friend yeah. Beta mm -hmm. and Pot on Fame Dark Friend uh, 1.0, right? And now we've got right full release, full release, absolutely. And now we've Early got release and Pot on Fame going like, into Shade Arlo. You know, fast forward, still Eye of the World. Padan Fane is going into Shadar yep. Logoth with um, with the Trolloc Horde hunting down the Emmons Fielders. Now, I believe, although it's I don't know that it's ever confirmed, but I believe well, that Padan Fane has in. interactions with Mashadar. Okay, now. With Mordeth. With Mordeth, specifically. Yeah. Right. But before that, there's there's a little bit of a... And it's an important distinction because it sets the tone for Padden Fane's status as a dark friend and a servant of the Shadow. I hope you're going to bring up what I Before Shadow Logoth and after Shadow Logoth. Because he doesn't just like... He's not leading or walking alongside Murdral. He is another human that is underneath the yes. heel and boot of the Murdral. One hundred percent accurate. Because and he escapes. Well, because he escapes. But he was telling them. He was like, "They're not." Because Moraine, if you remember, she cast that fog mm. that was yeah. meant to to misdirect to them misdirect further them down the river. Further down the river. And Pat and Fane was like, they're not going that way. They're not going that way. They really went this way because he was, at that time, had been distilled enough that he was able to yeah, lock on to Perrin, Rand, and Matt. And it was the three of but them. But also, he was a grounding side in on? Because when they get separated, he's honed in on Rand and Matt. Matt, right. Yeah. Right, and that's a well because he's going to get a stronger possibly signal. Possibly also but because of the dagger, because the mm -hmm. dark friends who had truly given themselves to the dark one, so Pater, Millie Skane, they had truly given themselves to right. the dark one, so they were able to sense the taint of oh, evil that point. the dagger was giving off. So it was well, it was a little. More like a spotlight, a right? But but yes. But anyway, getting back to that. Before that, yeah. Pat and Fane was a basically abused 
by the Murdral, he was a hu- a piece of human meat. Mm. His only purpose right. constantly threatened to be fed to the. Trolley. He was run to the ground. He was in already in a state of probably utter despondency. Right, like if you mm. think about when Rand sees him in Barillon, he's in rags he is barely recognizable Mm -hmm. and that is a week a a result of being weeks and weeks and weeks at the at the beck and call of the murdral fuck the trollocs because they're just gonna do what they're told so but all of that changes when he meets who presumably presumably we never see it we never see it on screen but we know he when he meets more death, who is just the personification, the avatar, if you will, of Mashadar. Correct. And it's only after then that his obsession with the dagger starts because Correct. it is part of Mashadar. Mashadar Shatter is split. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I would think, uh, much in the same way of the Harry Potter Horcruxes, that for Mashadar to split enough of itself off. Yep to go into the dagger to corrupt and potentially take over another entity, it's a fair portion, not a massive, but a fair portion of Mashadar. Agree, because you see that happen and so, in the end. Yeah. You see that happen when he's able to bring Mashadar yeah. up to corrupt the Trollocs. He has that whole army yeah. of Trollocs that have basically, for all intents and purposes, it's like mobile Mashadar, right? Like yeah. in the last battle when he yeah. brings on the wave. And honestly, <laughs> real quick, that was one of the most underutilized bits that could have been so much more that was so underwhelming for me to read about the demise of Padden Fane in the books. Yeah. It could have been so much more. Knows, yeah. It could have been so yeah. much more. And we'll we'll but get anyway, I bring yeah. up we'll the important distinction here because in back. the event because to me to me Shadar Logoth and immediate, immediately after is where we go from random piss ant peddler dark friend who might have been to, touched by the dark one twice he was still special yeah. but he still wasn't Nevertheless, that he was special <laughs> yeah. right he was special Touched because he had people. abilities he wasn't special because he was really intimidating and dangerous any more than any other dark friend was maybe a little bit more than most other dark friends were right but at the point he leaves shadow logoth Hedden fane is an entirely different beast and calling him a dark friend post Shadar Logoth, I I think only barely scratches the surface for the brand of evil. Correct. That Patton Fane is leaving Shadar I, Logoth. I agree because I, when you think I, about it, when you think about it, he the, because when you when Maureen talks about the fall of Eridol, when she's giving the story um, about Shadar Logoth when they're about to go, when they go in and she talks about it was a different kind of evil that <laughs> I want to know what the back of his shirt says. That's it says body by brisket. Okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> Even though I'm vegan, I'm here for anybody who loves brisket. The, I'm going to, I'm going to make a vegan barbecue for you. One of these days. I'm here for it. Bring it, bring it. Um, but anyway, so the whole entire thing of, of um, what killed Aradol Right. Was a different evil than the Dark One's evil, which is Yes. It it is they were cla- they were clashing with each other. It is it is still yes. evil and all evil comes from the Dark One, but this was an evil that was brought about by the greed 
of humans as opposed to Which, the need to I uh, sort of I actually want to clarify something there that it was actually Aridol decided if you will from a particular entity this advisor to the king mm -hmm. that what they needed to do to beat the dark one right was to be more evil than the dark or or be willing to sacrifice more be willing to to be more evil to be willing to do more evil things but of course they packaged it as as sort of a good giving thing up as your like freedoms a, a and giving up evil. your your <laughs> All right, so if you want to go ahead and get real with this. But no, again, they packaged it as being able to beat evil at its own game. And so again, we all know from A, being an audience, and B, I think all four of us on this particular show know that beating evil with evil is a bad call. Is it? Really? Um, eh. But like again, that's a different again, episode. That, that's a different so episode. So this is right. but but this I think this is important because yes, it was evil born out of humanity, but it wasn't necessarily just evil born out of humanity because it was evil trying to it, it was humans trying to fight fire with fire. And so the fire that they were coming up with was Dark one inspired. But, the, but in on ways, top of yes, that, I agree the, the thing you, about the thing about the statement from is from the dark one. It's not dark one created, right. but it's not completely separate from the dark one because it's it, human. It's dark one inspired human created. If that makes a, sense, there's a problem or a complexity rather um, that comes with. It's easy, like now, like hindsight's twenty twenty, um, and looking at the actions of people in the past or before you, or even adjacent to you, as you know, trying to beat evil with evil is mm -hmm. absolutely a no brainer. Beating evil with evil never works. Correct. But Presumably, what yeah. unfortunately happens is oftentimes in the situation <laughs> they're not thinking, "Oh, I'm going to out evil them." Right. It's, they take and put the heads of my countrymen on a spike. So I will put the of their of my soldiers on a spike. So I will then dissuade them from future combat by putting the heads of not just their soldiers, but their wives and children and husbands on a spike to dissuade exactly. them from combat. But on top of that, is, it's you also yeah. have a greedy, narcissistic, charismatic, compelling avatar. For what Worm you think, I mean, Mordeth. It, exactly, that's the thing. Mordeth yep. came in and inserted himself, and he was charismatic enough. Inserted and... himself, and he came inside. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. This is a factual statement. It is a factual statement. He but he was he was able to infiltrate the higher ranks, the higher echelons of the governing mm -hmm. body of Eridol. Right. And in a very short amount of time, he was able to win over enough people to have an audience and have a voice. And what when you're living in desperate times, 
Mm-hmm. You hear things well, and mm-hmm. it doesn't, it resonates differently than it how might. Easy it was, right? So, how easy it was to convince he them was at, able at the tail end of the trawler manipulate The circumstances yes. and the mm-hmm. people and the danger, they were afraid. And he was able yeah. to step in and gain an audience that in a peaceful time might not have held as much sway. And yes. he was able to manipulate an entire city. And somehow in the process, the supernatural happened. And we don't really know exactly how sure. Mordeth survived Shatter. Like, like that's never so, been told to us, I mean, it's, right? It's one of those things like the civilizations that are the most vulnerable to corruption and manipulation oftentimes throughout history are the ones free, like fresh, freshly free from war. Or the ones that are actively experiencing strife from war. In our own history, yep. World War II came about uh, as a partial consequence of a country taking advantage of a, a manipulatable populace because of the results of the previous yes. war. But Eridol is coming freshly off of war and very tired, very war-torn, very much fatigued. And there were, I guarantee, there were there were years there where you had uh, this advisor here whispering poison into the king's ear or into the ruler's ear, of, you know, we don't want this to happen again. We must be stronger. We must be more prepared to fight. We must harden ourselves because you know there's not a comparison to another character in the series about hardening themselves against atrocities <coughs> at all. Um, <laughs> Definitely didn't turn Excuse an entire me. borough into class. Oh. Um, but it's it's it is horrifyingly easy in the scheme of if you study from history and how easily it seems to follow one another. Not easy as in the way like I could just show up in a country and topple a government. That's I mean, history I mean. repeats itself, right? Like we see that uh, those I mean, who yeah, forget as the human past, nature. Amongst those who forget, human yes. nature is human nature, and there are certain things about yeah. us as humans that no matter what, and when you understand societal it, and you can take advantage. Yeah, of it, and no matter what society, well, what prospect. morality, which is why therapists terrify me. So, well, and of course, again, this oh, is also okay, a situation okay. where. More death. You see that. You, reminds did you see me it? a did lot. You see the connection? Of, yeah, yeah. I did. <clears throat> More I did. death reminds me a lot of Harold Hill from The Music Man, because of course Harold Hill will go into a town and immediately latch on to a problem or a possible problem, but he doesn't the know the territory. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't I know love the you, and that was an amazing reference. That was great, but also, <laughs> but no, he'll walk into a town and latch onto something that is a that is new, like, and whether they're already having a problem trouble, with it or not, right? He immediately City. says, with a "That's going to be a problem P. for you," and that rhymes with P, and that, and that stands P, for cool? and that stands for dark friends. Wait, fuck. Um, <laughs> No, but he walks into Eridol that is war-torn and is trying to recover from the Trolloc Wars. Desperate. And he immediately says, I have the answer to your ills. It's a boys band. So you're basically the saying town goes, he's like... really a boys band? That's awesome. So new kids on That'll the block saved Eridol? New kids on the block no, do not Eridol? a different kind of boys yes. band. Nope. I, love I want no. the right stuff. 
Baby, don't get me started. To defeat the trollic horse, you know. Don't go there. I. But again, this is this is the thing that throughout history, if you can distill an entire town or group of people or anything along that, if you can give them an easy scapegoat, or if you can tell them that all of their problems are blamable on a single entity or you know this that or the other and that all they need to do to solve their problems is this simple Open a fix. bottle of sailor jerry <laughs> people are so susceptible are. to that they are that they will listen to almost anything that you say because well and especially if you simply can back because up it the sounds better than continuing yes. as they are. better right yes the grass is greener and if you can and if you greener. can start even like making like if you can start proving it on a small scale that's even more dangerous right. because now they're gonna believe you on the mass scale right you gain an inch you can prove it on the what, small take an scale. inch gain a yard is that that's the right. expression yeah. take an inch gain a yard and that's so, what mortis did because it was not uh, it was not a rapid mm-hmm. descent into the madness no. that it, ended. Have to let it the was slow. She gained two yeah. yards. Right? Oh my god. Okay. I feel like I two have to like row. pause, like turn off my my camera real quick and go get another drink because I have to go <laughs> toe to toe to Josh. Here. You can leave it on. I'm really jealous <laughs> of the of the red moon because I'm a Naruto nerd and that reminds me. Of Itachi's best. The incident So just FYI, that is a a 3D printed moon lamp that I got on Amazon for $13. I have a cheesy remote control for it. And I can change the colors. Like there's like 17 different colors that I can change it on. And some of them don't really pick up on camera. Like the greens and blues don't really pick up as drastically. But... um, I do like the hot. You gotta pink, find where I pack. <laughs> and I do like. Yeah, that's nice. I do like the red. The red really. St- exactly that remote. Same remote, I right? Like, like yeah, for sure. But I feel like so I, I had need to go those, like replenish but... my alcoholic beverage. <laughs> okay, you. Right. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you not just see me like get up earlier and like I run did, away? I But say, I am not going to let you guys have see a cool the fact. I'm not going to let you guys see the fact that I am wearing like umbros. With, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what those are. So right. running, you're, so you're in the glad. actual Zoom meeting. By all by all means, do what makes I'm you Zoom meeting chic. I mean, I'm totally, okay. I'm totally rocking. Oh so yeah. right. awesome shirt totally right now. Not, totally not a kilt. <laughs> totally a not cult. a kiltish cultish kilt. Um, but yeah, I'm totally wearing runner shorts that don't match behind underneath. So I'm gonna mute. <laughs> Not <laughs> gonna a turn okay, off. you do that. I love so, you. Guys. Do what you need. All right. So while, while Beth is gone, I am going to okay. co-opt or I'm going to take over this this meeting for a moment because we have a topic that we're technically supposed to talk about. And no, I and I, would I was like gonna to sort of get, get back it. on it. <clears throat> Great. I'm gonna just gonna do that. <laughs> Because I get less ADHD than you. But, uh, (laughs) so tonight's episode is ostensibly a pot on Fane deep dive. Um, And we're talking about a lot of really interesting things and cool things. And I don't want to necessarily stop that discussion. But given that this is a pot on Fane deep dive, I want to kind of talk about real quick sort of who pot on Fane is start to finish. Just real honestly in less than a minute. We've talked about 
Pot on Fane starts as a dark friend. Pot on Fane is a peddler. Pot on Fane goes to the two rivers regularly. He gets brought in front of the dark one and gets distilled. Then, once he's been to two rivers a couple more times, proof. he gets distilled again. 80 proof. Then he leaves the two rivers and he goes to Shadar Lagoth, has a run-in with Mordeth and presumably Mashadar, and becomes even more evil and mythical than he already was as a human dark friend. Bicardi then 151. he leaves Shadar Logoth following the dagger and Randon Matt, and he ends up in the ways, which as we know are already corrupted thanks to being built by men who can channel and the taint. Which then he meets up with HM like Wild Turkey. Machin Shin. And he becomes even more evil and even more mythical than he was before. Backwards, then he ends up West in Faldara. Oh yeah. Then he ends up in Faldara. We have these really strange interactions with him where he's talking in different accents. He seems to not be able to remember who he is for certain points. He seems to like turn into this shit smearing blood smearing entity that like writes things on walls in the prison yet can oh, also get out of them and, and literally crucifies merge roll well that's later but yeah he's still just drunk frat boy like, yeah kind of and then he leaves with the horn of valir and the machin or the mashadar dagger and now, with the Mashadar Dagger, he seems to become even more weirdly evil and obsessed with this dagger, almost to the point of being well, as obsessed as so he is with Rance. Then, he ends up going on this long journey, really being angry at Rand, telling him to meet him in uh, the in Ebudar. No, in Falma. In Falma sorry, uh, and saying, hey, if you're not there, I will go to the two rivers and kill everything that Isn't you've ever like loved. Isn't head? That he's like, I'll be waiting Tom for head. you on That's Tom exactly head. correct, yeah. Um, and then, Rand doesn't show up for a while, not because Rand doesn't want to, in fact, he's actually trying really hard to get there, but because he loses like four months in a portal stone. Because he tries to teleport people somewhere and ends up failing really hard with a flicker flicker scene. Um, actually, he's relatively successful. Are you talking about Rand in the portal stone right now? No, 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 no. I'm mentioning it because he loses time. He does. He does. And, Daniel and so is going is, really quickly through the history of Adam. Okay, I'm shutting it up. Yep. So then he ends up going ahead and saying, all right, Rand, you took too long and going to the two rivers. And now is where we start getting really weird fucking scenes of Pot on Fane crucifying Merdral, corrupting an entire squad of the Children of the Light, Correct. and lots of well, other the, the weird, was on gross, his way and evil things. To Tom and Head, yes. Was it? it? Was. Okay. Yeah. Yes, because they did, came that was in the Great Hunt. But the, the point and being, remember, you're right. You're you're right. The corruption oh, of the squad of Children of the Light, you're absolutely right. It's when he goes back to yeah. Two Rivers and takes on a new name. That and takes on a new name. And then he takes on another name at that or point deep. and goes off to try and ruin the actual children of the light in their home of Amadisia. Correct. Uh -huh. And he had the and ear of Petronile. he disappears well, for a while. Partial, a partial new name. So partial new have, name. You're right. Adam you're right. Then whenever he uh, corrupts the squad of children of the light, he is known as Ordith. Correct. Which is literally yep. uh, Wormwood. Old Tongue. Wormwood. Or Wormwood. Yep. yep. 
Then I just listened he, to The Great Hunt, so it's all Christian. Then the <laughs> next thing he takes when he does go to the Dome of Truth and everything is Jeral, Jeral or Jeral Mordeth. Correct. He went back. Deeth. He owns Mordeth. Yes. Yep. He yep. took the A out of death and just put an extra one in his first name. Yeah, right. Make it Jeral instead of Gerald. The hair. So that anyway, hair. at this point, he disappears for a little while, then ends up going ahead and showing up in Kyrian at some point to uh, slice Rand over his bad scar that he's also already got. Then he disappears for a while again and shows up at the last battle nope, to have a nope, relatively nope, anticlimactic. Nope, nope. You missed one thing. place. You oh. missed one place. He ended up in. Um, Oh my God! What's the name of the city with the with the Angriol that the Tyrangriol that the Guardian that the Guardian that Farmatting. Farmatting. He was in Farmatting, remember? Because he killed the two oh, members of the Ashran right. and then he framed him. Yes. and he had that's right. Uh, he had uh, Riotin. What was his first name? Um, oh, somehow oh, he had oh. gotten when he was in Kyrian. Somehow he had gotten the ear of Torum Torum Riotin, and then. Riotin. When he brought oh, yeah, yeah. Mashadar down onto the people in Kyrian, Ryakin that was whenever he first took the name of That's correct. Yes. Geral yes. Mordeth. And he and he ended yes. up and Rand recognized him instantly as Patton Fane. Mm -hmm. And yes. he brought Mashador. That's the first time we saw his amalgamation amalgamation. 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 I like that one. Be quiet, you. I've had alcohol. The amalgamation of Mashadar coming down on people. And somehow he corrupted. We don't know how he got the ear of Torm Riordan, but we know that. We know how he did it, right? The same way he did with Pedro Nile, right? We know how. We just don't have a script. Like, Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And this where is one of the get more of a this script is also where we get, we get no. And script can we with... talk about very quickly? If you're talking about the history of Pat and Bane, can we talk about how differently things would have ended if Alviarin didn't just let him take the dagger? Well, let him take the dagger is well, no, because she could have just burned him with the one power before she could she have no she could have See, I, I think, I think you're have. making i think you're making an assumption there that i wouldn't make really? i think she could have i think she could have because i don't he, he went to the warded to the warded storage room and the accepted mm -hmm. who was standing watch over that room mm -hmm. alviarin let that accepted die because of the knife yes so unless Unless Patton Payne was fast enough to inflict damage on Alviarin, she would have been able to waste him with one power because he's still mortal. He See, still has flesh. If I'm if I'm being completely honest, Beth, I actually kind of disagree with that thing because uh, uh Fane has now already had his couple of run-ins with other mythical entities. And I think that Alviarin is actually a little afraid of him. I don't doubt that she's not afraid of him. Which is why she lets him go. Because I think that if she had tried, she might not have succeeded. And she knows that. And but... if you got to take a shot at the king, do not okay. miss. And if she's a little worried about missing, 
and getting murked by this pot on fame dark friend extraordinaire that is right. in her midst. But that, I, but on top of that, so she didn't know where she knew he was a dark friend. She didn't know where he stood yes. in the what's hierarchy. Also, to be fair, but she has gone ahead and met a forsaken at this point, and she knows that they're very dangerous and that it's a possibility that he is. Uh, one. But, uh, but she doesn't I, know. Partially on top of that, too, she didn't realize she is logic, right? She's still white Aja, right? Sure. So she she is black. No, she's she's black. black. But she chose white I mean, so, for a reason, right? Which is there's a, there's oh, a couple so she's things gray. Uh, uh, about Pat and Fame. <laughs> black Aja, Black Aja, yeah. Black Aja. There's a couple things about Pat and Fame Sorry, that, that make him markedly different because by mere presence, Pat and Fame's aura or presence itself sends Merdral into essentially panic attacks mm-hmm. just okay. by being around them to the point where enough rumors in the fandom circulated about Pat and Fame that Robin Jer- Robert Robert Jordan Jesus Christ Robin Jordan Robert Robert Jordan Robert Jordan Robert Jordan Robert Jordan is something entirely new or an amalgamation of things yes. that's never before seen yes. in the pattern. And boys and girls, so, that's how you use the word amalgamation accurately. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's somebody that has the, the ability to instill fear by presence into entities whose own existence is known by man to be fear is beyond terrifying. Um, oh, yeah. Agree. Fuck, what did I just watch where the dragon's presence was fear? That's how it killed. I have no idea. What did you watch how the dragon's presence I just watched this. Uh, I don't know if I want to say it because I just said something that might spoil part of it. So it is a oh, it yeah. is a DC movie. Oh, I'm okay. It is not the first one. Yeah. It is the second one. I'm not of a, a fan DC of DC movie. movies, so I wouldn't be spoiled. Oh. Well, you probably won't care. So, um, spoiler warning for anybody that's a fan of DC superhero movies. But in the second Shazam movie, Shazam: or Wrath of the oh, Gods, Shazam. Shazam. Wrath of the yeah. Gods, or Punisher of the Gods, Anger of the Gods, Fury of the Gods, Fury of the Gods. The dragon that protects the godly realm has the ability to literally overwhelm you with fear, fear, and that is what kills you. Pat and Fane, I, I'm pretty sure at a point he does kill a Murdral by that. He overwhelms no, I, I, a Murdral with fear. Okay, look. Pat you and can Fane, make fear feel so much fear that it dies. You literally and die of a heart making, attack. Of, you, yeah, you therefore making John F. Kennedy a liar that the only thing, well, or <laughs> proving him right, actually, that the only thing to fear is fear itself. Fair. Look, so, look Pat and Fane has... So, so we've, we've touched on his interactions with Mashadar, which I believe get amplified, which I pretty much can, canonically confirmed, that once he gets the dagger in Faldara, those abilities are amplified Fair, am- by agree. his continuing influence under the dagger, which is also where the different personalities, the different accents, and all those different things come from. It's centuries of this evil influence. 
Agree. What we've not yet talked about is that Padan Fane is compelled by his amplified uh, Dragon Reborn seeking abilities right. to follow the Emmons Fielders even after Shadar Logoth, which I believe, I don't think there was an exchange. I believe there was more death kind of being like, hey, you're kind of evil and I'm kind of evil and you want a way we should to fuck. be free from <laughs> the, uh, from the, the Murdral and Trollocs. Sure. Here's a way to be free of the Murdral and Trollocs. Pat looking at more death like, I want you in me. I believe, <laughs> I, I believe that's now. what happened. Get in me now. Sorry. Get do, in do my belly. No, no, I think that's what happened. Do not like Mashadar was like make a gift of that. I cool. you. <laughs> Just hope that Nils isn't watching or Rob. Nils is not talk. watching, and Rob is not currently watching. They might I'm watch not in the future. Live. But I will beg but, them. I will send them so DMs. Do not you've got them. You've got oh, Pot and Fane who's made DM? a promise to Mashadar the one who often tries to, to give... avoid his fate. Often finds it. <laughs> On the road he takes All to right, avoid Master it. But, but here's the thing. Pot and Fane is not noble. Okay? I Matt, heard that. You almost said Master Ugwai is Matt not noble. I wouldn't say Matt is noble, but Matt doesn't have designs of destruction and death. Pot and Fane absolutely has designs of destruction and death. He wants to be free of the Murdral and Trollocs. Mordeth comes to him and says, you can be free. Take a piece of me with you. I don't right. doubt for one second that Mashadar You want went, a piece of me? There you, you want go, a piece buddy. of me? And so, knowing, knowing that Panan Fane's plus Mashadar's influence outside the walls of Shadar Logoth would propagate and spread the influence of mm -hmm. Shadar Logoth. He gets the dagger from Matt. Those abilities are only amplified with an object that is tainted over a thousand, three thousand years, or no, I guess a thousand years of influence just condensing and uh, and, and intensifying. Once he goes into the ways, we know that the Emmons Fielders escape the ways with just just a hair fraction. Like just by the barely in time, by the skin of their Not teeth, by the hair of my with, chinny chin chin. With that, I have by a question. By the hair of their chinny chin chins, which means I have a question because I can't remember. Pat and Fane, go ahead. Yeah. So, Pat and Fane makes it through the ways following them. That is yes. Is that before or after Mashadar or is it's it after? It's after. After, it's after. It's only after. Yeah. Okay, it's after. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was only, only after. So, yeah. So here's what we have, and, and and I believe this comes down to kind of a a big question, which we may have to do specific episode on, and that is, Padan Fane gets stuck in the ways behind the Emmons Fielders yes. and Landon Moraine. Yes. So he absolutely okay. comes into contact with Machin Shin. He yes, does. That is correct. Yes. He absolutely. Absolutely. And as, as we see uh, in the books themselves, well, they talk actually, about okay. that there was a familiarity, that Machin Shin had a familiarity to him. Correct. I mean, and it and was so, reinforced, if you remember, in The Great Hunt. So when they are at uh, Barthanus 
Damadred's estate in Carrion, in yes. Kyrian, um, when Rand is with Huron and Loyal, and so so uh, Barthanis's. Oh, sorry. What do you want to say, Andrew? <laughs> Oh no! I, I literally just raised my hand as you're talking. Oh, okay, Finish so 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 they're in Barthanus's estate. Varen is with them. Um, Tom is there. All the folks are there, right? Ingtar is there. The number of dark friends that are in that one place is like astounding to me. But anyway, that being said, so Barthanus <laughs> basically tore down the Ogier Grove to build this manor house which is it was new construction right so so and they kept that's a strip. no it's I not a stretch it's absolutely have. because loyal says the last time i was here this was a forest it was a brand new build and right. they walled right. off the way gate and huron comes to rand and says i smell them i smell them and huron loyal and rand go into the area where the walled off garden is and climb the wall and Rand knows how to open the way gate because of Moraine and he tries to open it and Mashadar is there waiting for him and he hears Mashadar say his name Randolph or Randolph or Randolph or and I am a hundred percent convinced that is because of Padden either Padden Fane's influence on Mashadar. I mean, on Machin Chin, well, or Machin Chin's influence on this, Padden Fane. This is perfect for the question mm, go I was going to ask. Go, Andrew. Because here is going to be my question. So, Machin Chin seems to feed primarily on the mind and sanity. Correct. Did Machin Chin rip away the part of Padden Fane's mind that was? Dark one forced and bred to seek out the three, and that's why Moshin Shin is now seeking out the three. And Patton Fane continues to seek them out of his own personal grudge because he blames their existence for his prior suffering. And that is entirely because when when Perrin goes, but wait, when Perrin goes with Varen to the Ogier Steading to get into the weight gate and they try to open before flicker 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 right he go they go to the steading and that's where loyal meets Aerith for the first time and they go she's got really nice ears very nice ears. they're they're delicate and beautiful um they are and they go to the to the way gate and they open it and mashadar or, or mashinshin is there again it's not just it it ooh, I love that. It was waiting for them so, there, but it wasn't waiting for Perrin when Perrin and Loyal and Chain uh Bane Chiad and um and Fail go through from Tyr. So it was like they knew it was Rand at that point. I oh my god, Andrew, I just think- blew literally so, blew my mind so so here's the oh, thing i think daniel may have points to poke holes in my theory oh snap. it's not about poking holes it's i i really <laughs> I like what it's idea. about but i but i like the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry you know me i love sorry the, yeah i love the challenge to the thing <laughs> and i appreciate that and i love it it's i i would say that it's 
I've always viewed it as Mashadar and Machin Shin feel a kindred spirit. And so they take on personifications of uh, Padanfein and Padanfein takes on aspects of them. But I wouldn't ever say that they actually like that, that Machin Shin takes it away from him because Padanfein actually seems like a dog with a bone about Rand yes. when he meets him in Karian yes. later. And again, I think that that's more, to me, to my reading of the thing, it's still about his distillation. That now they know that it's Rand and that he has distilled all of his hate for the three boys into a distillation to Rand and that it's still what the Dark One did to him. Yeah, not it could be just... Both. Could be that the distillation it, was so I, strong I that it rubbed off. Yeah, I yeah no, and and so again, I'm not saying that Machin Shin can't have it. I'm not saying that Machin Shin doesn't take it. I love that theory, but I think that Pod on Fane still has a healthy amount of it. That is the dark one created, not just his own personal vendetta. Um, even though, again, if you're talking about two things that work very well together, like. Both of those work very well together of now not only am I distilled to hate and hunt you, I also still know exactly where you are and hate you because Let's, the Dark One hates you. But me, also, fuck you. I'm who I am today because of you. I'm going to hate you forever. Well, let's, I think let's talk. I, I basically, sorry, Josh, um, but if you don't mind for just, just a second, yeah, yeah, I, go, I, kind go, go, go. Of, I kind of had the thought of, that it was distilled from him because there is his initial emphasis on, on pursuing all three, and he kind of gravitates to whoever's closer because it's a more easily attainable Correct. goal. And then it splits a little bit, and it focuses on Rand for a good while, where he only seeks Rand. And it seems to be about the same time that the Shadow was fairly confident and the world was confirmed that Rand is the dragon. Right. And then after that, there is... A, a post Shin kind of era and I and I could be getting some timetables kind of mixed up here at the end about like when he does meet Shin and when he moves on from that where he just seeks out whoever he can hurt of the three yes. of them and he seems less <coughs> focused on finding, grabbing, and taking and more on just causing as much turmoil and pain Primarily to Perrin and Rand. He doesn't really ever seem to focus yes. that much on Matt after the dagger. Well, um, he sees too much yeah. of himself in Matt. No. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. agree with that um, statement. But after that, that, that makes yeah. me think that, like, after Moshin Shin, he seems to be a little bit more on a personal vendetta versus a a, a kind of like bloodhound scented or a vendetta. Yeah. Ask again. So, so I can feel that. I was just gonna say. Let's talk about the the, the confirmed changes that Pedon Fane has undergone. First off, was a twofold change in which his not memories threefold, and like whatnot. Lane. I literally thought the same thing, you motherfucker. Freaking show. They were distilled. His memories and whatnots were distilled, but also his desire to hunt these people down was amplified, right? So there's change number one. That's a two-part change, but there's change number one. Those were changes that were imposed upon him in which he gave nothing in return. Cool. They follow the Emmons Fielders. They go to Shadar Logoth. 
He goes into Shadar Logoth, evidently has an interaction with Mordath, and uh, and Mashadar, and has a gift given to him, something given to him by Mordath, which is very apropos of that entity. That entity only has one desire, and that is to continue in its evil ways and to propagate outside of the city walls. Correct? Mm -hmm. So I don't believe in that particular instance, in that particular uh, exchange. The exchange was Paranfein giving consent to Morda Mm -hmm. to allow the power, which I'm sure is what was promised, because Mordeth has a way of promising what you need. And what Paranfen needed at that moment was to be free of Trollocs and Murdral. Okay, cool, whatever, awesome, great. After that, he's still compelled by the Dark One. Right. He still has his influence from the Dark One to seek out the Dragon Reborn. But he also now has the ability to overcome uh, Trollocs and Murdral. He has the ability to influence those around him. He goes into the ways following the boys. He has the encounter with Machin Shin. And I believe that this is the first interaction in which there's give and take. Okay. I so I have what do we know about Machin Shin? It's mindless. See, I I actually think I I take I I take issue with that. I actually think that it was actually give and take with Mashadar. I think that's why he takes it in the when first place. But wait, Mashadar? but I have a question about that. When he takes the ability for Mashadar to exit Mashadar takes it hard and dry okay. and dusty. I'm raising my hand. Beth. Uh, so, sorry, oh, sorry. I actually want to just throw out there, because I think you bring up a really good point, and I will let you talk in a moment, Beth, I promise. Uh, but I actually think that the only reason that he survives Machin Shin is that he's now already made a deal with the devil of Mashadar. I think that that's what saves him from Machin Shin, is that Mashadar is evil enough that Machin Shin goes, I see you, motherfucker. Let's join forces. Like, I mean, okay. That's good. I have a dog barking in the background right now. (laughs) I apologize profusely. My NVIDIA broadcast... For for a moment, I was like, that doesn't sound like Lumi. I've never heard Lumi make noise. (laughs) For some reason, my border collie... Stop it! Aren't border collie monks like the smartest dog? They are the smartest. Can you guys really hear that? They're speaking up for a good reason. You're fine. Go ahead. Okay, so let's pretend you don't hear the dog barking because That's my fine. my Nvidia broadcast mic does not work for some reason it's on okay. Streamyard. I can't. It, it has all my filters and shit on there, so you wouldn't be able to hear it sure. normally. No That's words. why you don't hear no that words. when I'm streaming. <laughs> it's like because <laughs> I have filters and stuff in place to keep it from happening. But anyway, okay. So that being said, I I have to wonder though. Because the evolution of Mordeth happens mm-hmm. gradually, mm-hmm. how do we know that there was actually 
interaction between Mordith and Paddenfane. How do we know that Paddenfane just didn't take a piece of Shatterlogoth with him? And over time, it becomes a personification of Mordith. Because if you think about what the legends say, and I know you guys both have things to say, but if you think about what the histories say, that if you take a piece of Shatterlogoth with you, right, it will ultimately, Mordith's essence will go with you. So mm-hmm. what's to say that he just didn't, because of his sense of tracking, that he didn't end up in that treasure room as well, and he just took a piece of gold or he took something from that hoard for himself and he uh, attained the essence of Mordith just by doing that. He's the person who willfully took something and left. Okay, I just, I just, I, I, that's a question. No, No, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good question. My my answer is twofold. Okay. Uh, the first one, and to me, I think potentially the less exciting one, surprisingly, we see the whatever entity Paddenfane is now exercise the full breadth of Mashadar style powers outside of Shadar Logos. But what is to say that that's not something that, that, that happens well, gradually that. because of the <laughs> essence of Mordeth? So yeah, so that's that's part one. We see him exercise the full breadth of power. Right. The second part is during Winter's Heart. Okay. We never once see Shadar Logoth make any effort to defend itself, which to me would indicate that there is nothing left in Shadar Logoth. So Rand's whole idea of I'm dumping evil where evil already resides is. Wait. Pointless. He could dump okay, it anywhere guys, because there's no. This is there's my no daughter, oh, God. Rebecca. She is a mini me. Hi, Rebecca. Except she's five foot ten, so she's not a mini me. But um, yeah. look, you look just look right there. Say hi. You look great. She they, she can't hi. hear you because I have headphones I can on. Hear them. Yeah, that's oh, fine. you can. Yes, I am. Oh, because I have my. Oh my God! Hi, Beth. This is Rebecca, and Rebecca and I will be live reacting to the new season as it drops. Oh yes, so she's a huge fan. I love it. So so good. Anyway, yes. Perfect. That being said, okay, that was my impromptu. I'm going to see my boyfriend. Bye. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. To to me, the absence of a defensatory reaction from Shadar Logoth speaks more to the fact that Mordeth slash Mashadar is completely out of the city than, than anything else. Because even in the face of absolute guaranteed defeat, things retaliate. They, they push right. back when, when they're facing When death. baby's in a corner. Yeah. Don't put baby nobody in a corner. Hey, nobody hey, puts, baby, nobody in puts, baby, puts baby, baby in a corner. Puts baby in a corner. <laughs> Actually, so to me, because that, that was my first thought, was like, if there's if there's so part old of Masha Darv left, when I, when I'm reading Winter's Heart, I'm uh, my okay. not my first, but my second reread, I was like, if there's part of Masha Dar left, wouldn't it rise up and try to defend itself against destruction or conquering by the taint of the Dark One, especially when there are so many people fighting against its potential destructor as well? Okay. 
So real quick, I just have to say that I've read Winter's Heart way more than two times. (laughs) I have never had (laughs) that kind of approach to what I think that is absolutely because when also what else happened in Shadow Logos before Mm -hmm. Winter's Heart? Morden and Rand had their their and their was they they by disobey the Ghostbusters and cross the streams. Do. That's and true. they cross the streams, and Samuel is consumed by Mashadar. No, he isn't. You, or at least it's not. It's not said. Leia is. gets touched but by she, Mashadar, and Rand balefires her with a small no. amount. So that he saves. I her. thought the general consensus was that Samuel is. He shoots a huge beam of balefire at, it's and he's not convinced that he hit him. Okay, I'm so again, it is unconfirmed. He's also not convinced he hit Mashadar. I am consulting the Oracle. The I think and the assumption cool. is, <laughs> I think the assumption is that Samuel. The again, this is the assumption. Not saying this is what it is. That Samael was consumed by Mashadar because we don't see somebody of Samael's power reborn outside of the individuals we have already seen. Though that would be a really awesome twist to be on somebody that is reborn. Yeah. Well, but if he had gotten hit but, by Balefire, presumably he also wouldn't be able to be. I mean, grabbed. okay, so the the dark, that's Balefire is no so, far to the Dark One's hold. That's not correct, but okay. That's what? Correct. Did you just try to combine the in, the inscription? I on the made this with case. I made this case like a year ago, and Balefire well, does that's not the thing, prevent though. the Dark One from. It does. The, the... Okay, again, again, uh, okay. okay. Oh, let, don't. stop! Anyway. Stop for a second. Different episode. We are told by an unreliable narrator that it stop that Balefire stops the Dark One from being able to grab souls. So yes, you're both correct. We are absolutely <laughs> told that. We are also told by an unreliable narrator, I so need, Josh I might need, be I need my fact checker. I, I personally ascribe to the same thing. That that you say fact checker Mahale and he posed something. <laughs> I also, I absolutely ascribe to the same theory as, as Andrew, that that is not an intended unreliable narrator thing, that Balefire actually does yes. stop the Dark One. That's... That's exactly, you guys are okay. bringing on a whole level, another Sorry. level of shit that Look, I was not prepared for today. Like, I love it. Don't do. get me wrong. We, I love it. We and do this an is episode, why I love the Wheel of Time. We raise more questions, and they're incredible questions. And then we forget them by the next episode later. So here's the I thing. Mean, seriously? We, I feel yeah. like this. we barely scratched the surface here. So maybe we need to do a part two on this. Uh, because, Yes. And so what I want to do is I want to give Beth, because you're our guest, I want to give you the first opportunity to give us your final thoughts on the relationship between all of the evils that is absolutely condensed into one being, one mortal husk. That is pot on fame. Give us your final Mortal thoughts. Mortal is a strong word. Continue. <laughs> mortal is a strong word. <laughs> well, um, the husk itself is mortal. Okay, so I feel, That's fair. I feel like um, your husk Robert Jordan and, by extension, Brandon Sanderson 
I, I feel okay. First of all, I feel like Sanderson <laughs> didn't know what to do with Pat and Payne, so he kind of just threw him away and kind of like took the easy way out with him. I feel like, thank you, Wolf Brother. I love you too. Um, I feel like Pat and Fane is probably the most complex, quote unquote, evil would person agree. in yes. the more so than any of the Forsaken, more so any than any of um the dark friends that you come across. Um Wow. Even once Rand in Luz Theron is gone. Demandred still can't be the most interesting for Satan. All right, fine. Dare I have that freak? Had and Fane sitting there with a dose of Ekes. I mean, this honestly, is the most interesting man in the world. Honestly, I really feel like in the in the at the, for Pat and Fane literally going back to the pre-show. Pat and Fane at any point could have said, "Hold my beer," and gone in and wreaked havoc. I I really feel like he was done wrong by sanderson not by any fault of his there were just jordan probably didn't have a finished story arc for him but um it's interesting that there's different kinds of evil in the world right there's evil just to be evil and there's evil that stems from maybe uh it, what is that the the road to hell is paved with good intentions and I feel mm -hmm. like it is a combination of those things. And Pat and Fane is the is is the uh, epitome of what you would look at because we, we know that Jordan fashioned him after Gollum, right? Um, from the Lord of the Rings, and it was one of one of the one of the resources that he used in making Pat and mainly Fane. three. And um, and okay. so I feel like he is. Probably out of all of the, um, I would call him a main character out of all of the main characters, or at least like um, main supporting characters, he's the most underdeveloped and that had the most potential to be more than what he ended up being. And um, evil and, and absolute power corrupts absolutely there's like all of these like mantras that you can throw in there for him um mm. and uh I, I i'm disappointed that his story didn't have more of an impact at the end of the day because he was so bad he was so bad even like at that point if you remember and i don't know what book it was in but he had visited a woman and her son and oh, yeah. they were dark friends and they didn't really take it seriously, but he knew that they were dark friends and he basically tortured the son until he was insane. He was still alive, yes. but he yes. had done such horrific things to him that he would never be right in the head. And then he takes the mother and rapes and murders her. And that yes. they don't say that in the book, but he's like, I'm going to have my way with her and she'll talk too, basically. is She'll yep. do what I want too. And that is so, and he was so normalized in it. And, and that is the thing, yes. his, his debase, his way of detaching himself from horrendous things i think is what makes pat and Fane the most horrifying even more than the forsaken because the forsaken had 
their reasons for going to the dark, right? Whatever it was, they had their reasons. Pat and Bane right. was just like the criminal minds serial killer. Think of how given much power. Think of how much literary talent it took to write a character that does such heinous and atrocious things that in a scene where they and not to diminish this at all, but they just grape a person. Right. Oh, and I use those words. Like an I'm average sorry. crime. No, no, you're fine. No, you're good. Um, I don't. I'm saying grape because I don't want to be like too many bad. No, I agree. I, I I'm with but, you there. But but like but yeah, that makes that like as heinous of an event as that is, and as much as I know, we on this podcast have harped so much on how that and that adjacent is horrible. Sure. To make that seem like a almost tamer action for an individual singular evil character that is an incredible literary Agreed. ability Agreed. for the authors to do and so horribly terrifying horribly terrifying and normalizing it and the thing is that so people who say that robert jordan didn't write grimdark there is grimdark in the world they didn't read that subtext. is an entirely different conversation and if you guys want to have me back for that we can talk about it because well, we should. I <laughs> love in vietnam he could right? he could write awesome yeah. epic 100%. epic epic so anyway yeah all right i want my soapbox um, i love you guys <laughs> yeah, let's go you. let's go with daniel next uh, daniel what, what are your final, final thoughts, thoughts on with this this entity that is known as pattern fame the man formerly yeah, so known as five names. <laughs> so I'm actually going to go sort of ever so slightly against Beth here for just a moment. Just and slightly? I like gently? Oh my god. Just slightly. Gently? How dare Pot on Fane is, is terrifying. He is terrifying! And I think that he is one of the, the best most complex characters in the books. Agreed. Uh, I also am not, I've never really been that disappointed about Pot on Fane's demise for two big reasons. Number one, I don't believe he's dead. What? I absolutely yes. think that this is a, a sort of land fear situation oh where oh, the wiki. You're fucking retconning. I'm not retconning it. I am saying that Matt stabs him in the heart with his own dagger. That happens. That's absolutely on page. 100%. Okay. I also think that Pot on Fane has clearly shown a propensity for survival and whatnot that is far outside of that being a problem. Also, what other parallel is made right there? Matt pretends to be dead from being touched <laughs> by Mashadar. Okay. Okay. But wait, but Pat and Fane is still more Just for starters. Still okay, a so human just body though. I completely disagree with that as well. And that's the other thing that I was going to hey, go against. Hey, is hey Beth, I Beth, think... I love you, but uh, Daniel's final thoughts. Sorry. I'm, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm muting I love my you. mic now. I love you. This is why we need a season, not a season two. Yes. I mean, we do uh, need season two. two, but we do need a part two. Yeah. But this is also, I think Pot on Fane absolutely starts mortal. I absolutely believe that. I am totally down with that. I appreciate that sort of thought. But I think that by the time... Pot on Fane gets touched by the Dark One, he is now more than mortal, which is one of the reasons I think that he makes the 
that that Mashadar finds a kindred in him and goes ahead and does a fusion or whatever you want to call it. Machin Shin then comes and does the same thing. And so I think by the end of the series, <laughs> he is so much more than just immortal. And this is one of the reasons that I kind of love his ending. I think it's great where Matt just cool. Fun story, bro. I'm going to stab you in the heart with your own goddamn dagger. And then this is absolutely one of those like unreliable narrator. We don't actually go into it. Like this difference. I'm kind of dead right now. Not literally. And so again, I'm certainly not saying that like, again, you know, the, the companion is wrong or like the wiki is wrong or anything like that when they say he's dead, like they're using book words right. to go ahead and describe the entity of pot on so fame, but I don't think he's state done. Of mind. Perhaps. Sure. Let's go with that. Or maybe pot on fame. The human is actually dead at this point because his body gets stabbed in the heart with a dagger. That's kind of, which is real. I use, but I think. But anyway, sure. No, I appreciate that. But again, I I think that Taran Fane is not dead, and I actually also just sort of my my final thoughts on Taran Fane are, I love that he's just a mystery. I love so much that my my appreciation for this book series is so wrapped up in sort of the characters that don't get fully closed you know you have rand and he still has this question of the pipe at the end of the story he's got this whole thing of like now he's a different body with the same soul but like how many questions does that bring up right you know all of these characters have so much potential because you don't have full closure on who they are, what they do, what they go on to do, all of that different stuff. And so I love the off-page stuff that you have Pot on Fane do. I love characters who are like that. And Pot on Fane is in some ways kind of the ultimate character for that. And so like characters that do shit off screen are amazing. <clears throat> Min is not a lamp. <clears throat> Are you being sarcastic or? No, he's being a hundred percent serious. Andrew, you and I are friends on a whole nother fucking level right yes. now. <laughs> yes. You are on the right podcast for thinking that you men is not a lamp. I am defending men at WatCon on the not a decor panel. I yes! am defending Done. men I, as not a lamp. I asked for that. I asked to be on that panel and uh, I got chosen for others. <laughs> I am on that and panel. I'm not but I will but... you. We will get together yes, and you will give it. me your talking points and I will hardcore I, oh, fucking I want you at one point oh, in time to say that at any given point, Min has a protection of the Black Tower, so anybody willing to prosecute her might actually... I wouldn't say they would be bail-fired by the Black Tower. I'm not saying it's an extract known as Satan's blood. Do you realize that it is uh, the Immerlin study, Jess? And it might be Grendel are the, the implication. Camp. I'm just oh, saying it's the implication. <laughs> Don't worry, I got. It'll be a good man. discussion. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, was Daniel, that was your that, final thoughts? 
That is now my final thoughts. I am done. We can absolutely move on to Josh. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this real quick. Look, Pot on Fane is possibly one of the most interesting and discussable antagonists in any form of writing media. I, I will die on this hill. I think Panan Fane is someone who is terrifying on levels that we don't yet fully understand. And uh, the fact that the TV show gave him a Gandalf-esque entrance, knowing what we know about the books, and then seeing the whistle theme in the tv show i'm sorry i think that fits perfectly i love pot on fane i love that's yes here this is my mother so you guys saw my daughter oh my god this is my <laughs> it's Beth's mother hey that's the mama Dolan. my tar greeting how did you know I, anyway this this is oh my god oh my lord so yes this is my mother and you guys met my daughter rebecca earlier and the dog being crazy. Yeah. <laughs> meeting the whole family oh my god okay we do be meeting all the dull ones we this do night be meeting all my the ancient grandmother my, by my ancient grandmother oh my god okay i'm oh, no. putting my mic my mic up okay <laughs> that's the that's the oh <laughs> and, and... And that's that's honestly my final thoughts with Pat on Fane. You, you, with him, you get an antagonist that is so unlike anything. Yes, it starts out Gollum-esque, but he evolves into levels of antagonists that are just ridiculously terrifying. And those are my final thoughts when it comes to Pat on the Venn diagram that is Pot on Fane, Mashadar, and Machin Shin. Yeah. Um, let me give my uh, my final thoughts on uh, on uh, Nickel Fane. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that was Patton Fane's original name nice. before it was edited. Um, as I think Patton Fane is one of the few ish characters in Wheel of Time that we can evaluate. Or that we must evaluate with their literary device impact in mind. Uh, because Pat and Fane is definitely that D&D character that gets an absolute legendary tier weapon at level two. Fuck that character. Oh um, my god, yes! <laughs> and so that the DM exactly has to find it. a way. He has to find a way to keep them sequestered away or hampered or dampened until later on in right. the campaign or they'll destroy the campaign andrew i need a to talk to fame. about D after this oh my god <laughs> oh i love it i love it okay. i haven't played in a while but <laughs> i love it let's go let's go okay but sorry a, yeah. a character like pat and fame who by book two has the power of masha dar whether he's learning to control it or just got it whatever the case is still has it is incredibly OP, be, like absolutely Pass. overpowered. And it's one of those things we always joke about, and it's real though. Communication could finish the Wheel of Time in three books. Pat and Fane could finish the books in like one and a half. 
if given the full breadth of Mashadar power. Um, so I think there's a big part of the reason why I agree with Beth in the disappointment of not seeing Pat and Fane more. But I think it's literary reasons rather than in-world reasons. And I would rather it be in-world reasons like we get with Matt when we don't see Matt for a book or Perrin when we don't see Perrin for a book or we finally get a break. As much as I love Rain and he is my favorite, <laughs> we get a break from Rain for a book. Um, we don't get an in-world reason for Pat and Fang not being around. For all intents and purposes, Pat and Fang should be a consistent, never-ending oh thorn. Oh my god, I agree. I agree so much on um, everything you just but said. But he's not. Um, but I also agree with Daniel, and uh, I have since I read the series, that Pat and Fane and whatever he becomes when he is a uh, Shizam at the end, Shizam. he's not dead. Oh. Mashadar, Pat and Fane, the amalgamation is, is not dead. Um, and if anybody wants to wonder why, well, uh, Mashadar slash Mordeth didn't die whenever Matt ran away with the dagger. Um, and whenever uh, Pat and Fane was separate from the dagger, neither died or lost their effectiveness. And when they reunited, they were only stronger. And to me, that seems to indicate they can operate a lot like Harry Potter Horcruxes, where you can potentially lose a part of you, but not lose all of you. Um, and, you know, Rand did Balefire. A couple things, potentially several things directly connected to Mashadar that could have impacted Mashadar. Mashadar didn't die. In fact, I think he belfied parts of Mashadar. He did. And only a part and of Mashadar disappeared. Um, so you, it seems that Mashadar you... can intrinsically sacrifice parts of its tendrils and the remainder of it survive. So sinking into the earth in, oh, I don't know, this really nice, super cozy, convenient location known as the Thakandar Valley really isn't that bad. <gasps> Why are you um, blowing the lid the off of our fanfic right now, Andrew? Like at the beginning, so we could have a conversation just about what you and uh, I get about two, two beers deep part by the end of the show. Two. That's when the good ideas part are. Part We're going to have part two. Are you so, going to Don't you worry. You. You're well, coming I, back. I love Pat and Fane. I think he's great. I think he's, uh, as a literary device, he was a character that did stuff that got too powerful too early on. Um, and at the point where they should have been brought back in, maybe they weren't, maybe they couldn't have been, whatever the case was. Um, but absolutely terrifying. And uh, I don't think we got to see the full breadth or ability of a patent fame. So uh, um, my ending question is, are you going to have me back for part two? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm here for it. Let's go. My ending answer is that we can't not. <laughs> That's a double negative. So, so, okay. I'm here for it. I would like to say, Andrew, Andrew, first off, Andrew, you got, you, was that it? Was that yeah, the Yeah, no, end? that's it. I'm good. So I'd like to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for being here. Oh, my God. We're, if you want to see what just happened, I'm sorry. You have to be a patron. You have to, you have to tune in live and see all the extra FX, the extra uh, episode accoutrement, accoutrement, as it were. Um, tonight, we've been joined by Beth Doman of the spray and she is and also amazing. her aged grandmother and, and also her, her aged dog grandmother and also <laughs> and her unaged child and her dog and beth one last time tell the people where they can find you because you are also a super awesome uh streamer and gamer and amazing person and tell the people where they can find you 
Okay. So that they can watch you be awesome. So Sunday nights, I'm on the way of belief with the puppets, <laughs> the craziness that happens over there. Yes. Uh, at Doing tavern talk. Tavern talk. It's full spoiler normally. Yeah, it right? is full spoiler. Uh, seven o'clock Eastern time, uh, six o'clock Central time, because that's the time zone I'm in. And um, I stream on Twitch hopefully probably changing to a combination of twitch and youtube um on monday nights tuesday nights thursday nights and saturdays oh and i have to plug this and yes i'm plugging it do it (laughs) so do it there is a wheel of time virtual board game called third age one of these days we're gonna play it you have to play it so I told Tom from Dragon Mount about it. And Tom is my brother from another mother. And I am his sister from another mister. We are like this. I told him about this game. And Tom is going to be top tier pro. It is a fan inspired Wheel of Time board game. So if you like board games, if you like um, not fast action RPG content, but you it's on Tabletop Simulator, you have to buy it on Steam. It is a card-based board game that is, it is so intricate and well thought out. It was created by uh, a UK creator named James. His YouTube channel is Wheel Up Time. He is, the game is fucking brilliant. Wolf Brother plays it. People who who are patrons of this channel and people who are known in the community, Critter XD, Jessica Sedai, Skeeter, Wolf Brother, Tom from Dragon Mount, myself, Light Blinded Fool. We are all players in their league content. They have casual, you can play casual games whenever you want. But if you love the Wheel of Time and you love board games, you have got to check this out. Every Sunday night after Tavern Talk, Tom and I co-stream Third Age on Twitch and YouTube. So if you're interested and you want to get an idea of what the game is like, check us out. Because it will, if you love the little time and you want a game based on it, it's amazing. Okay. Well, that's that's some some other dope announcements. Um, Definitely go and check out Beth. Go and check out Tom. Uh, We love them and the things that they do. Uh, Go to blacktowerpod.com slash TGM. That is Tango Golf Mike. For all your information on the Gathering Madness, I've already booked my hotel room. Have you? Hell we should do yeah. it. We're going to be in Pleasant Grove, Utah. We're going to be taking over in Demise Wells-esque fashion, but in a lot, like, call them Demise Wells? Like, just as ferocious, but far less meat grinder fashion. Like, ever no, body less 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 right? no body parts. Yeah. No body no parts. No murder. I, Unless you want to bring them make, out. I was going to say, we have absolutely no guarantee there will be no body parts. Okay. We're going to be meat at Evermore Park, Pleasant Grove, Utah. This is going to be the weekend of October 14th. We want to get there and hang out with us on that Friday. It's going to be October 13th, 14th, and 15th. On the 15th, we'll be doing a season two uh, watch together at the local Hyatt Hotel oh. as long as we can as people are leaving. And, of course, on the Friday proceeding, we will be getting together, meeting up, doing whatever we can with whoever shows up. Yep. And that Saturday, the main event, we'll be doing all the events from our previous gathering messes that you come to know and love, the Taste the Taint Challenge. Of course, we'll be returning. The Mixology Contest will return, or Watt Tales uh, Challenge. It's or, happening. Uh, contest. 
Uh, we're going to do some archery stuff. Um, I think we've got a couple other contests there at Evermore Park. Uh, come and hang out. And for more information, check out, again, blacktowerpod.com slash TGM. For more details Please. and the link to book the uh, the block rate for Black Tower. Um, and, of course, if you're going to uh, join us after 5 p.m. at Evermore Park, make sure you let them know that you are there as part of the Black Tower Evermore group. Um or just hit us up, and we can make sure that you get it, uh, get your tickets for uh, 40, the, the rate. Approximately forty-five dollars. Yeah, what what Josh Dunn did right there, Dunn did did did, did, did doodly did did say it. That that includes all of the events, all of the shows, oh, all of and the ticket comes a with a, a food item, yes, a drink item, and a dessert item. So there's yeah. more to it than like just you get to come and hang out with us after five. Extremely worth. I feel like so. Andrew needs to end this with "That's all, folks" from Porky Pig. I feel like I hear it. I, I would if I would if Daniel didn't already have such an amazing ending for he us. Does have oh, okay. Right Let's hear it. Thanks everyone for being here. Thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, I want you to go right now. Stop. Stop. Collaborate. Go right listen. now. Go down to the description. I know you normally ignore the information in the description. But this one time I need you to not. And you need to go where it says Beth Delman follow here. And I need you to click on all the links provided. And hit subscribe on all the links all because Beth links. is the coolest. She's one of the coolest of all time. Even if I and am, you an old need lady, her in your I'm life. Really cool. Even if in I'm the words of delusion, she's the Beth around. <laughs> no one's gonna ever keep you down. Nope, nope. She's simply the Beth. You now, in the me. words of the Black Tower podcast, she's the Beth around. <laughs> And no one's ever gonna keep it down. Okay. Works for me. So, I don't know what I'm talking thanks about. Thanks so I much for being here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for participating professionally while receiving your weekly dose of taint. Uh from all of us at the Black Tower to all of you out there listening. We thank you for being here. We thank you for being the best damn listeners that ever existed scientifically proven and we hope that wherever you are after this week's of dose of taint we hope that you leave here just a little bit more insane than you were when you first started from all of us here at the black tower i have been your soravan mahale josh and make sure that you come and join us in Columbus, Ohio for WatCon. You can help me celebrate my birthday on July 15th. You to see you there. Are you, you can't make it in person. Virtual memberships are available. <laughs> come and hang out. And I'm not just saying that because I'm one of the people involved. That's with your it. naughty. You should be if there. If you think Andrew's um, cute, just say it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And if you can't make it to WatCon... At least come out to the gathering madness. But I have been yeah. your Bajan Mahal, Andrew. Oh, it's gonna leave a bruise. <laughs> and I have been your Amon Khan Mahale, Daniel. And I think that we have plugged enough stuff in this episode. So I will just sure? leave you with a thank you for being here. We hope that you are having a wonderful morning. And in case we don't see you again. 
Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Get your ass to Utah and or Ohio. Trouble just fitting.